0: 5 o'clock in Pirate Country and 94-3 the game is gonna get you home with the P-Man. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson show on 94-3 the game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
1: It. May the fourth be with you. It's May 4th. Ah, there you go. Can't get anything past me, Ben Byron. Uh yeah, you know, it's, it's May the Fourth Day. It's Star Wars Day. And uh, this is interesting because we I think right now we all kind of feel like those uh those fans of Star Wars were all kind of You know, sitting at home on our computers all the time, right? Don't leave the house. Maybe in the the basement of mom and dad. I don't know. So, yeah. Depends on the situation. I think we're all uh, in this together, truly, now. We're we're symposium at one with all of these Star Wars nerds. Ben was asking me before the show, was I a... Generally, I don't speak to Ben, period. But uh, Ben was asking me before the show, was I a Star Wars fan? And my uh, answer was, hell no. No, my answer was, I loved it as a little kid, but I was geared towards that, uh, you know, when they did the Ewok version of the movie, uh, the third installment, you know, they had all the toys and all of that, right? So, I mean, that, that kids love that sort of thing. And, uh, then when it was, they did the reboot, I was probably in my teenage years or college years. I don't remember, but I just, I really wasn't that interested in that. And I, and I, couldn't tell you very much about it since then, other than it's made a gajillion dollars, right? I can tell you that it's made a gajillion dollars. So just, uh, just not my, uh, not my flavor, baby, not my flavor. Hey, I uh, hope it was a great weekend. Welcome in. Uh, we, uh, will probably be sitting in our homes forever now. Uh, the, uh. The gub today, Governor Wimpey uh, alluded to hopefully being in phase one, which is nothing more than opening parks. But if all of these beach mayors have their way, they're not going to open up anything that resembles a park or a beach because they were all angry that uh, people got out there this weekend. Uh, I was out on the, uh, the at the working man's beach, Surf City, this uh, weekend. Uh, Saturday, and uh, there were it, was, it looked like it resembled a June or July crowd out on the beach. Uh, and then I wasn't out of there Sunday, but I, I saw some of the pictures and uh, people in the mayor making complaints about that. We're talking about the mayor of Surf City, saying uh, it was a mess is what he called it. It was a hot mess. I know that because it was quite warm. Uh, so uh, the Pitt County Commissioners, and, and I will admit I did not follow the audio of this nor uh, any of the uh, live accounts of this that were not being uh, tweeted out. It was sort of after the fact. Uh, our, our great uh, friend, the Big Hen, uh, followed this expertly today. And what you're seeing, in fact, they're going to do it in Beaufort County tonight. A lot of counties are going to send uh, or vote on motions to kind of overrule the governor, Nolan Boyd. Uh, Or send something to the governor saying we we feel like we can open locally and we will open locally, and that your statewide stay-at-home order does not apply in said county. Well, the Pick County commissioners had their chance to vote on this today, and it was a lot of rambling. And I hate to to call partisan names, but basically the Democrats, which there are six of them on the uh, board of commissioners, uh, just they had no plan. They said. They had no idea how to get business back started. Here's a great idea. Let the business owners handle it. They did all right starting the thing up without you. I'm sure they can you know, start it again. And so they voted 6-3 along party lines to essentially uh, not make any sort of motion to open up Pitt County for business. So I don't know what that means with the city of Greenville can do something. You know, Initially in this thing, the county kind of jumped the gun and released their own Thing for unincorporated areas uh, I don't I don't know all the legalities of that and I'm not going to pretend to I'm sure tomorrow talk at the town Henry you can hear more of that but there seemed to be no really good plan in place by uh, the leaders of that board and anytime a sensible question was asked by other board members who wanted to who want to see our county reopen who want to see the city and its businesses reopen you got rambling explanations which were a little uh, I'll say, frankly, uh, hard to follow, and it comes out at the end of the day, 6-3, they vote to move on. So more of this sort of bizarre uh, and not looking out for you from uh, elected officials and uh, here in in Pitt County. Meantime, there are other sectors of the state that are reportedly going to be opening soon. Some certain uh, businesses will. I mean, the whole thing's insane. Uh, I also saw a lot of pictures today from uh, friends in other states, particularly southern states, that were out uh, doing so in a safe-minded, responsible way, but we're out patronizing restaurants, local restaurants, especially in other states that have reopened today, that are operating with, uh, at less than ideal capacity, but they are operating. I uh, saw a, a picture someone uh, on Facebook posted of a really great looking outdoor setup. And uh, the tables were far apart. It looked like it was spaced very well. So there you go. Uh, I was reading a couple things that were interesting today. There's a picture that was posted uh, by uh, Austin Karp. He was a Georgia Tech uh, guy, Georgia Tech uh, alum, and on the sports business daily.com website. We talk to him uh, occasionally when it comes to media things and television ratings and that sort of thing pertaining to sports. But uh, he put up a picture today in 1918 during the uh, Spanish flu, I believe it was at that time. Uh, Fans were packed into the stadium there with masks on, surgical-looking masks on for the time, watching football in modern-day Bobby Dodd uh, Stadium back in Grant Field back in the day. And then I was reading a real interesting article today that uh, back in the year that they had Woodstock, right, that they had a, you know, that was the the year of the 68 Spanish flu pandemic that killed uh, 100,000 people, mainly over the age of 65. It was a little more deadly than, statistically speaking, than this is at least so far, it's looking that way. There were about 200 million people in the U.S. then. 100,000, 65 and older, mainly died. And uh, there was a lot less obesity rates since then. Uh, but uh, Woodstock, and what did it draw? 100,000 I mean, people. I always watched a lot of stuff on Woodstock growing up as a kid. It fascinated me. But, uh, you know, that drew huge crowds, and they still held it. In less than sanitary conditions. So, that, uh, I just, just food, continued food for thought here. And again, I would encourage you, especially for a complete sort of breakdown on this meeting tomorrow, uh, on this meeting from today and what Beaufort County is going to do tonight. Uh, talk of the town tomorrow, Henry and, uh, our guy McGee on sports, uh, tomorrow, on 1037 WTIB and, uh, 94, uh, 96 3. Uh, The uh, talk, the new uh, talk station uh, there. 7 to 9 tomorrow on our uh, sister stations. Don Shula uh, passed away today. That was sort of the big uh, headline other than talking more about the Jordan Last Dance. I got into some of his gambling last night. I did not watch uh, Last Dance last night and did not have time today to watch it uh, this morning. Uh, And you were telling me, Ben, I guess you didn't get a shot to watch it either. So uh, I've kind of read up on it a little bit. Uh, but uh, probably be, it probably might be a few days where I'm able to take a look at it like I uh, want to, uh, but I really thought the last one, the episode four uh, from the prior Sunday was really, really well done, uh, so that's been some of the big news today on Sports Talk and what have you, but then Don Shula dying uh, at age 90 also was part of it, and if you look at Don Shula, four-time NFL coach of the year, Will Brinson, our friend from CBS Sports, uh, works and lives out of the Triangle, Uh, But uh, Will talked about uh, today and uh, posted on Twitter that they should rename, and I agree with this wholeheartedly. They should should rename the Don Shula, uh, rename it the Don Shula Award, the Coach of the Year in the NFL, because I mean it would just be fitting. Shula's the goat. I know. uh, You know, there were some great coaches during the Forty Nine er era. Of them winning Super Bowls in the 80s and 90s, Uh, certainly in Dallas, they've had some legendary coaches, Uh, Green Bay, you name it, but uh, New England Patriots with Bilichek recently, but Shula is the guy who's got the undefeated uh, run to the Super Bowl and uh, was the guy who uh, had coached all those really fabulous Miami Dolphins teams and some very competitive ones Uh, in more recent times in the uh, Marino era, and uh, Don Shula, who had accomplished quite a bit off the field as well. You know, he'd opened a string of uh, restaurants and steakhouses. We've put on our social media, and I put on my social media today uh, the picture of the time I met Don Shula, and I can't recall exactly when that was. I mean, it was probably back in 2008, 2009 period of time, Uh, But uh, Don Shula had opened one of his uh, Shula steakhouses in uh, this is when I was working in the Raleigh market and he had uh, opened one of his Shula steakhouses at one of the hotels there off of 15501. And uh, Shula was in for the morning show and I was doing news for the morning show at that point. Shula came in and uh, I went up to him and, and just, you know, introduced myself and told him what an honor it was to meet him. And we talked a little bit. And it's just a, a very nice, down-to-earth guy. You know, usually if you have someone of that guy's ilk that's coming in, they have handlers or they have hangers-on who are are meant to be the wedge between you and uh, the person of notoriety. But uh, Shula, all he had with him was somebody, I guess, from his PR team on the restaurant. That person basically stayed largely out of the way. They may have even taken the picture for all I remember. But I remember just how how obviously he commanded a room, but how much of a gentleman he was. Uh, how nice of a guy he was, how dialed into modern football at the time he was. And then the picture shows this, you know, just a very down to earth guy. You would have thought it'd been anybody, but he did the flex, Ben. He he flexed a little there, the humble brag. When we took the picture, he flashed up the, uh, the ring, the Super Bowl ring. He had a flex
2: on I you thought that, that, per- that gold ring there. Was it I it thought the that was pretty ring?
1: good. I, I don't remember. I'm guessing it was, it had to have been. Wow. That's big. No, that was big. Did you get that to touch it? Did you accidentally like? No, no, I would, I would not dare do that. I, that's quotation accidentally that. touched it. No, no, I would not. I, I would not do that. But he was great. He was great and a real nice guy. And I had uh, eaten and taken some meetings at that restaurant at different times while it was open. Uh, and it was uh, it was a nice little restaurant, a nice little spotty head over there. It was uh, really good. But Don Shula was a heck of a nice guy. And it was one of those things we didn't know. I didn't know he was coming until that day like about an hour before he came in, and he came in and did the radio spot, but he was, he was awesome, and he took a lot of pictures with a lot of people that day and was just uh, a heck of a nice guy. Uh, and uh, we uh, certainly uh, uh, know that uh, that's a big loss for, for the NFL, for, for football coaches, football fans everywhere. Don Shula was uh, kind of the, uh, a living legend and had uh, accomplished quite a bit off the field. It was uh, pretty cool stuff uh some more to talk about with the NFL uh, Andy Dalton and Cam Newton why one signed before the other. Uh, there will be some baseball coming to your uh, TV screen soon. And uh, our guest later on today is going to be uh, an ECU Eastern North Carolina guy. Uh, it is uh, Snoop Wallace. Tabari Snoop Wallace will be with us now the principal at West Craven High School and uh, Snoop went viral. Uh, Some of that for you in a little bit. We'll talk to him coming up later on uh, as well. Uh, Before we go to break here, I do want to uh, remind you that we are uh, all over, all over the uh, social media scene, Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 94.3 The Game. Uh, You can access uh, our show and other programming uh, that originates from our show via our SoundCloud page, 94.3 The Game. You can see that and it's an easy way to get there by uh, twitter or facebook i understand too google podcast right ben is that where the show is now google podcast that's right that's right we're we getting just, out there we got on spotify and uh, i'm told now today coming soon to apple podcast and not only will we have fresh versions of the show for you every day uh, but during that time we're going to have uh our archives in fact the spotify Uh, is uh, full of uh, some of our past great shows. So you can uh, listen to uh, shows that you miss. Go back and listen to uh, interviews recently with uh, Mike Houston, Mike Oresco, the Commissioner of the American, uh, former Pirate coach, Ruffin McNeil. A lot of those interviews got uh, huge playbacks on them on uh, our uh, podcasting uh, platforms. So you can uh, check uh, that out also, 94.3 The Game. .com for uh, anything and everything, uh, not only this show, but Pitt County Sports and uh, ECU uh, Athletics, especially ECU Football. Okay, uh, time out, and uh, Snoop goes viral, and why Cam Newton says he's not Andy Dalton.
0: Next. Patrick Johnson, every weekday at 5. I know he's a friend of yours, but that guy is bonkers. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game.
1: Tonight, uh, down to 53. We're currently at 81 in uh, Greenville. Uh, Tomorrow, 61 for the high with a 50-50 shot at rain. That 50% chance of rain lasts into tomorrow night with a low of 54. Uh, Wednesday, gusty uh, winds, uh, probably breezy winds that would get uh, gusty at times to maybe as much as 20 uh, miles an hour. 30% chance of uh, precip for uh, Wednesday. High of uh, 69, brother, that day. Uh, 66 and sunny Thursday, and then Friday with a high near 70. So uh, it is going to uh, finish out uh, very nice after uh, we have uh, a possibility of some rain and a cold front coming through the next day and a half or so. Uh, And, uh, again, right now it's just been an absolutely uh, gorgeous uh, day, early uh, May here. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful weather. Uh, Andy Dalton got picked up by the uh, Cowboys, of course, uh, Fox sports radio and, uh, cow and really a lot of people who, who were on our station, uh, spent the day, uh, hand wringing over the Dak Prescott, uh, ramifications of, uh, this, but, uh, Andy Dalton, who was just released, what was it last week, Ben already finds himself back, uh, you know, employ, uh, employed, uh, and, uh, as a guy who, uh, is with, uh, you know, the most popular uh, organization in, in sports, quite possibly. Uh, Cam Newton saying this weekend that he will not sign as a backup. If that means he's got to wait for somebody to get hurt before he plays, that's what he's going to do. Uh, NFL's toying around already, according to Ben's good friend, Darren Ravel, with the possibility of playing 14 games. And uh, who knows when that would start. I, I do know that those international games uh, are not going to be happening this year, including uh, the Panthers, who were, uh, had a game scheduled over in uh, – well, that was this past year they had a game scheduled over. I thought they had another one scheduled over, didn't they? Who was going to play this year? There was somebody that was uh, fairly close to us that was going to play over there, I thought, somebody that we, we had a connection with uh anyway any of those international games the jaguars were going to play more games over there weren't they going to do something like back-to-back weeks that's what it was i think the jaguars were going to do back-to-back weeks in london yeah it was the jaguars and, they were going to do yeah back-to-back. that and that's because of the Minshew connection yeah so that all that's not going to happen now any, any games will be played here domestically uh right now navy and uh notre dame are still scheduled to play in ireland week zero of the college football season that has not been moved as of yet so we'll, uh, we'll see. But Cam Newton's saying he will not sign anywhere unless he is a starter. I don't deny or don't think that Newton is is past the point where he could be a starter, but he frankly has not been able to be checked out by anybody else's medical team. Uh, and until that's able to be done, I know he had the, he and the Panthers had agreed to a doctor to take a look at him in New York, but until that's done, there's not going to be anything that's going to happen with any of uh, that because I would think with the mileage on that body that a lot of people would want to have their own medical people look out. And that's just not look at the cam and evaluate him. That's just not going to happen right now.
2: Well, not only that, he, he doesn't have a play style. You can just plug into any offense like Andy Dalton does.
1: Well, yeah. Dalton's probably a little more traditional. Newton's got to have strong, a strong running game. He's got to be able to run play action. He's got to be able to kind of bootleg out a little bit. And again, that's why you need, uh, you know, a strong, consistent ground game. Uh, what Newton just can't drop back and throw. So you have that part of his inaccuracy when he does that. I really doubt that's an area of his game. He's improved on during this, uh, downtime. And I mean, quite frankly, I don't think coaches want a distraction of just some of the hijinks. You know, we never really got out of the locker room in Carolina that he was necessarily a bad teammate, but it certainly was about cam constantly. And then the outlandish outfits, which, you know, there were people who came to his defense making even more outlandish accusations if you thought he dressed, you know, oddly. It, it, that kind of attire and behavior did not help himself when he was not playing well. And I realized he was banged up and he was not a hundred percent mentally, certainly not physically.
2: From the but, outside uh, looking in, it looked like it was more about the brand than it was winning football right,
1: teams it, and exactly. rallying the team. Exactly. And that's a bad look. And sometimes you have to, you know, for a guy that wants to be, what did he say, an icon? To be an icon in anything, you have to be able to reinvent yourself. And, and it just seemed like Cam was too concerned about being Cam than to reinvent himself and get back to the grindstone, so to speak, when things were not going well. Of course, we found out now that he was in terrible physical shape, as we all suspected, but he also uh, was in some pretty bad shape uh, mentally. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt on some of that. Uh, and uh, think that he could still be a very productive player in the NFL. But I, I think, is he willing to curtail? It's almost like he's going to have to go somewhere where he's not going to be the guy who leads the team. He's going to be the quarterback that doesn't screw it up. I don't want to say game manager, but I mean, he's going to have to be the guy who fits in instead of the everything fitting in around him. Would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, kind of like a Tannehill-type role where you don't make a lot of mistakes. Right. I think that's the kind of the situation there. You go in, and you're the guy who fits in to help them win. They're not building around you. And I don't know if Cam's marked, uh, wrapped his mind around that yet. But those, I thought, were pretty interesting comments. All right. Um, it went viral over the weekend, actually before the weekend. Uh, Tabari Snoop Wallace, who was on our radio station for a number of years. We're going to catch up with him in a few minutes. Ben, do you have some cuts from this? or do, Can you set up the audio here for this? It, it Basically, what he what he did we'll just play it a little bit and i'll talk over it just don't uh, we'll, we'll start it out here this was uh i guess a collage of video put together and stills put together and you kind of hear some of it there. snoop went out to the over 200 students at west craven high school where he's the principal and he uh kind of did a, a one-man parade and honored the students and handed out those yard signs that have become kind of in vogue for high school, uh, seniors. And that was, uh, you know, but he put on the full cap and gown and went out that it was, it was a several hour deal the other day and, uh, it has blown up with national attention. So our friend Snoop Wallace involved with that, we're going to talk to him in a few minutes. Uh, the other thing I wanted, I, this sort of reminded me of this cause we were talking about Snoop doing that last week and what a big deal that, uh, was and, I mean, we Snoop and I corresponded over the weekend, and, and he was real excited to come back on uh, and uh, talk about the kids mainly, but also uh, give a shout out to to Pirate Nation because uh, you know he enjoyed his time doing radio with us a few years ago when he and Henry did the postgame show. Uh, but we've got—I'm uh, excited about this. Jordan Williams on tomorrow, the number one overall pick in the CFL draft is going to be with us tomorrow. So uh, that's. Uh, coming to the PJ show uh, tomorrow here on 94.3, the game. We're excited to have uh, him on as the BC Lions picked him up last week, but we're going to have Snoop Wallace in a few minutes. Ben, you got some updates? For sure, for sure. There's a lot going on around in this. Sport. All right, uh, Ben Byron coming out of the weekend and all the developments of today, he brings it to you right now. And then on the other side of the uh, break following Ben's update, Tabari Snoop Wallace joins the PJ show. Ben Byron here for your 94th of the game sports update.
2: The NCCA released their rosters for the annual North Carolina High School Football East-West All-Star Game. And of those selected from Pitt County include defensive back Michael Webb from Aiden Grifton High School, offensive lineman Storm James from J.H. Rose, defensive lineman Jake Locklear from D.H. Conley, and offensive lineman George Aino from South Central. Honorary captain for the East team is Paul Cornwell from Aiden Grifton. UNC Chapel Hill announced today the largest Carolina Athletics and Rams Club gift in history. The gift was made by the Eddie and Joe Allison Smith Family Foundation. The foundation is headed by longtime UNC leader and benefactor Eddie Smith Jr. of Greenville. The committee will honor Eddie Smith's son, Chris. By naming the Keenan Stadium field for him. Around the NFL, Don Shula, the NFL's winningest coach who led the Miami Dolphins to the league's only undefeated season, has passed away. He was 90 years old. He is survived by the sons who followed him into the NFL coaching ranks Mike Shula, who is the quarterback's coach for the Denver Broncos, and David Shula, who was the Cincinnati Bengals head coach from 92 to 96. He also played one season with Baltimore in 1981. Veteran quarterback Andy Dalton who was released by the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday, agreed to a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys, the team announced. The quarterback's deal is the base value of $3 million $3 It million, could be worth up to $7 million. Two big players who will not have their fifth-year options picked up by their respective teams, quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, the Chicago Bears, and running back Leonard Fournette, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The two are now set to become free agents following this upcoming season. In college troops, Louisville received a notice of allegations from the NCAA on Monday, including a one-level-one allegation involving improper recruiting offers for former signee Brian Bowen the second, and the coach of another prospect, and three Level 2 allegations including one against former basketball coach Rick Pitino. Louisville is also accused of failing to adequately monitor the recruitment of incoming high-profile student-athletes. If you're a 94th through the Game Sports Update, if you're a through the Game Sports Update, I'm Ben Byron, more than Patrick Johnson, chair, after this quick timeout with Snoop
0: Wallace, Viral Star. Johnson. For a guy who thinks he's cool, you're
3: sure no
0: fun. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on ninety four three. The Game. He was uh, a staple
1: of ECU's defense in the Logan-era 90s. A New Hall of Famer. The principal at West Craven High School who went viral or his actions went viral and uh, a former broadcast colleague of ours here with our company so barry snoop wallace joins me now on the telephone snoop how are you buddy i'm doing pretty good i'm living the dream right now but they say you better
3: ride away while you can but i have not slept since friday when it all hit the fan so
1: yeah wow well, it's great to have you on. Thank you for taking, I should call you Principal Wallace, you know. I, I, oh, you're, you're fine either way. Do any of the students know the legend of Snoop Wallace? That's the big question.
3: Their parents seem to be letting that slip out a
1: little bit. As you know, when I, when I hear Snoop, I immediately
3: go back to my college days, and I wasn't the consummate professional as I am now. When I was in
0: college, so you know,
3: I was still a kid. So when I hear Snoop, I cringe, going out of the hall, like, "Is that one of my college buddies that found me now?" But it's, it's all fun. The kids that fun with.
1: Uh, there's a million things to talk to you about. Uh, a quick personal note here: my grandma, Norma Johnson. Worked with your mom at the PX. Oh, my God, at Cherry Point. Yeah, yeah. So she wanted me to say hello to you and your mom.
3: Oh, my goodness. Tell her hello, and I will (laughs) tell my mom that she says hello, but tell her my mom thoroughly misses them. My mom says her life slowed extremely down when she retired from the PX because of the friendship she made down there. So please tell your mom she's sorely missed.
1: I will do that. I will do that. All right. So that is, uh, that is very good stuff. Uh, there I wanted to say that personal hello from grandma Norma. All right. So, uh, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you about this video going fi- viral. I-, I saw it when Rex Chapman retweeted it and, uh, it then got picked up over this weekend by a gazillion, you know, national news, uh, outlets. So that had to be pretty cool. Where did the idea come from to kind of give these single parades? for your seniors at the high school. And how many seniors are there at West Craven? And it's a pretty big area, land-wise. Right.
3: Well, we have 220 seniors going out, but we service 485 square miles um, mm. of Western Carolina. you got Havelock and then you have New Bern. Those are the two um, nucleuses, if you would say, of the urban areas. And then the rest of Craven County is all Western rural, which is us.
1: Right. And we, yeah. touch,
3: we touch a lot of counties. We touch Pitt. We touch Lenore. Uh, we touch Pamlico. I mean, we touch a lot of counties. We touch Carteret County. Um, we just touch a lot of counties of, in a circumference all the way around, 485 square miles. And it started out um, with uh, uh, the, you know, we were talking about it as principles, but Jennifer Wagner really was the one that jumped on it, our um, director of public relations. And she threw out this idea that if the district got the signs, we want that they wanted us to deliver them. So, one, you know, New Bern did it their way. Havelock did it their way. But out west, you know, we kind of spoil our children. Um, the State Board loves to call us the socio-emotional hub of the East um, because our kids get an hour to lunch. We really take care of our children. Um, we got collaborative spaces all over the place. If you come out of school between 12 and 1, think it was Saved by the Bell, where well, we used to look at that sitcom <laughs> where the kids were always in the hallways eating and never with the class. So that's what you would see at West Craven High School because our (laughs) kids are so far from one another. It's 90 minutes one way for a lot of our kids um, to get to school and one way back. So they never see their friends. So we give them that hour. So what we did was since our kids have been through so much, through Hurricane Florence and the snowstorms and this and that through their whole career, then they miss at the end. They finally get through everything, and they're about to walk across that stage with a reward, and then the pandemic snatches it from them the least we can do is to make sure that each and every seat was afforded the opportunity to have a parade in their honor, to get that sign delivered to them from an administrator in full regalia. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but we had our did, yeah. graduation garb yeah. yeah. And, um, the sign, we gave them an elevator speech. We put it in the yard and we told them <laughs> "Let this sign serve as a bridge. It's a token from us that we understand what you're going through a token of your perseverance, but, we planted the sign in their yards. So every time you come out your house, once you look at this sign, and that's going to remind you that your school, your administration, is going to get you across that stage with all the positive circumstance that you deserve, and you will have your prom that night. And those two dates are August first. They didn't know this. The kids or the parents didn't know this. August first is the makeup day if the mm-hmm. if the social distancing is lifted, or if it's not lifted by August first, we have a backup date of December nineteenth. But one of those two days, our babies will get across that stage with the band playing and the parents up screaming and everything else. And then they're going to get their prom in the afternoon. But that's the promise I made. And that's what made that trip so special. And that's why I think everybody's going crazy over it, because we're going to make sure our babies are going to get across that stage and get that once in a lifetime moment in time.
1: Principal of Wes Craven, Tabari Wallace. The Pirate Nation will forever know him as Snoop Wallace. Uh, and the Snoop waving the flag and, uh, or the towel and getting ready uh, to fire up the crowd for pirate football. Uh, he went viral with this video of, of taking, uh, kids, uh, that uh, are the seniors at, at West Craven where he's the principal, uh, these, these signs to signify their graduation and signify the fact that they are seniors missing out this year. When you, uh, you know, I'm sure you've had a chance to talk to a lot of parents of these seniors and even a lot of the kids, it seems like, uh what has been kind of their message through this? Are they uh, kind of persevering through it? or Are they down? What, what would this senior class or their parents want everybody to know about them?
3: I would tell you the kids, the kids will tell you they want to be in school. They miss their friends. They actually miss their teachers. Even the ones they didn't like, you don't know <laughs> what you miss until it's gone. I mean, right. Even the ones that they hated going out the doors when we did the parade, they were the first one running to that teacher and trying to hug and do this and that, but they couldn't because of the social distancing laws. But at least they gave um, visual respect um, to, to one another, and they screamed at each other and they yelled. But it's all that one-to-one intimate interaction that, that was snatched from us due to this pandemic. Now, the parents are going to tell you that that they underappreciated what teachers brought to the table and what educators did. They have Mm -hmm. their children in their house, probably two or three of them, and they have to manage trying to get them to work and help them overcome the problems and help teach them some. And then they're looking at us and like, I can only imagine that if you, (laughs) I have three, and you have to manage 30, yeah, 30 of them. Oh, my God. We don't know how you do it. Bless you, child. Bless you is what they say in this and that. So it's appreciation for educators um, after this pandemic now has happened. So that's the dichotomy in the two sentiments. Um, uh, yeah, student versus parent. The kids just miss coming to school, man. They they had everything taken away from
1: them. Yeah,
3: you know they don't you know, get the pep rallies. You don't get any of that. It's all gone.
1: Well, you know, and in, in, in West uh, Craven again, it covers a vast area as far as its its you know district for that school. And the the other thing is, you know, it's rural, so you there's a little bit of everything. There's there's you know, I'm sure great. Uh, environments for these kids uh you know where the parents are married and and you know the family may do well all the way down to to, you know kids that maybe are staying with a guardian uh or a grandparent or certainly a single parent situation so I, i you know i have to imagine for you it was kind of interesting to get a little bit of insight into some of these kids who you you quite obviously know but now you get a little more glimpse into the circumstances of a lot of these kids
3: yeah, um, I mean, we we have, a, like you said, both ends of the spectrum um, as far as life and as far as uh, affluency, you know what I'm saying? Um, and one big thing, and people didn't understand the role, it was like, oh, God, he had to go through the road. What is that about? Well, guess what? I got 31% of my kids. That That's it. That's yeah. the life goal, buddy. 31% go on to college. The rest, the, the other 69%, that's the biggest attainment in life. They're yeah. walking across that stage and that full regalia, that's the biggest deal. That's, I mean, parents come from California to see that because that's the biggest achievement in that they're going to have in their life. After this, it's time to go to work, buddy. Yeah. You know, they won't have another college um, graduation like the, uh, the 31% that I mentioned. They'll go on and probably graduate from college. But that's right. it for 69% of my population. So that's the realness um, of, of, of us out with. We're all we got. We have 13 different boroughs out at West Craven, And the only time it comes together is at school. If you live in Dover, you'll never see your friends from Fairfield Harbor. They they just don't interchange. Right. And then so the only time you get to see them is during the power hour, that one hour lunch, in school, or during the breakfast break, or during class change, or they're in one of your classes. So you don't even get to socialize. That's why it hits my kids double tough then it hits everybody else. If you live in New Bern, you can ride your bike across town and go see your friends. Yeah. You are riding your bike 90 minutes. Guess what? That's five hours on a bicycle. You can go see your friends. So my kids look forward to for the school year because summer is bored. They don't ever get to leave Dover. They don't ever get to leave Fort Barnwell. They don't right. ever get to leave Comfort. They don't ever get to leave Bristol. They don't ever get to leave Fairfield Harbor, Ansboro, Arnold you see Tuscarora road. I mean, I can just keep going there's 13 of them. Yeah. They, are their own little unique townships and they stay to themselves until school opens. And then we all join together. This is the identity of West Craven is a school. It's so,
1: great it to have. Yeah. It, it's great to have former ECU, uh, star Tabari Wallace on with us. Now the principal at West Craven, uh, excuse me, West, uh, yeah, West Craven. And, uh, they went viral with the video, him, uh, with, uh, uh a delivery of these signs to his senior class all 220 of them across the uh, vast area where west uh, craven uh draws students from in uh, in craven county which which touches Pitt county as, as uh, snoop mentioned it touches a lot of different counties uh in our listing area here in the uh, eastern part of north carolina when do you think uh and what are you hearing about possibilities of school getting back on a normal start uh in august
3: um, well, what we're hearing, um, and I heard your introduction. Um, um, you know, I won the uh, state principal of the year. I'm the former state principal of the year, and I, right, so I have that down here on, on my
1: list. list. I was, I was saving that for later on. But you, oh, but okay. you, I'll well, I, I pull back <laughs> then. I, I stay every
3: I'm sorry, I, but but that kind of leads into me giving you guidance on that. We're we're yeah. tr- we are being extremely proactive at the state board of education regarding the reopening of school. I'm on two separate committees. In regarding what we call soft reopening of schools and the reopening of school think tank to the legislature Mm -hmm. um so we're doing that right now trying to come up with different ideas and what we're what we've seen is in the absence of a vaccine we're going to have some form of this social distancing going on
1: so does that mean maybe more classroom space that'll be utilized or or more teachers possibly because i imagine you can't have 30 in a class you have to maybe cut that class in half to space out possibly, right?
3: Yeah, the best – I've heard several of different things of trying to do from delayed, like staggered start times where you have a third of the school in the building at the same time. But I raised my hand mm-hmm. at that meeting and said, okay, you're going to have teachers working 10-hour days? That ain't going to work. Um, right. So then they said, okay, well, what about this? So several different – the best thing that I've heard personally um misses me listening to everything is what they call A-Day-B-Day. Mm-hmm. And that would be where um, we, they need to tell us that that's going to happen because that means us as principals got to start this scheduling. We have to change our scheduling up. But you schedule your kids in cohort groups, group okay. A and group B, mm-hmm. and you all in the same classes. And what happens is that's why it's extremely important you schedule correctly. On On Monday, it'll be A, cohort A's term to have face-to-face instruction. So you reduce your class size from 30 to 15. Okay, And you do have space within the current classrooms. There, We don't have the money for a, a school building boom. And we won't have the schools built. By the time we have the school built, there could be another fire coming down the pipe. right? Uh, so we have to make do with what we already have. So you're going to have that co- cohort A come on Monday. And cohort B is at home getting work largely how they're getting it. But it won't be asynchronous. It will be synchronous. Mm-hmm. And case in point, let me illustrate for you. I don't know if you've ever seen that iPad stand that they put in the rear of the room when teachers are trying to get their national boards. Mm-hmm. And you can put a little sensor around the teacher's neck, and the iPad follows that teacher everywhere they go. Right, yeah. So you're doing stuff on the board. Okay, so that is a form that kids at home is getting the same instruction as the students at school. And then cohort A and B flips on Tuesday, where the kids that were home on Monday get to come right. to class face-to-face on Tuesday. Well, kids that, that were leads in to- class go home.
1: That leads me to a question, and I, and I imagine with your, uh, you know, demographics and and how you're drawing from different parts of very rural, remote parts of that county, uh, access to broadband has to be a big concern.
3: It is, and and that's what we're fighting right now. Now we've tried to limit the playing field with written, but only again okay, Remember, I only had to deal with twelve weeks at the end of this. That's, that's what We're being yeah. proactive about next year because this caught us from the side i mean this broad side of us going 75 miles an hour and we're flying we're building the plane while we're flying it trying to get to the end of this particular school year next school year the state um board of education has requested a lot of money from the legislature to even the playing field and start to get these broadband did you know that we had internet in these rural areas that had been untapped the lines are in the ground for Christ. Really? and do no, I didn't know what that. they call business saturation, meaning enough people that would purchase the Internet to make money off of It's just land mm. in the ground. Mm. So Nobody's come to tap it yet. So that's the first thing we need to do. Use the legislature's pool and the governor's bully pulpit to get these companies to tap these lines in these rural areas, not for the sake of making money, but for the sake of preparing our future human capital. So we can all get Social Security. This is way bigger than money, right? Now. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, they gotta wake up. I mean, I understand. I mean, if, if they understand, they're gonna get their money in this internet age because that's where everything's going is via the right. internet. So that's so. The in first other thing words, e- to
1: even to get to, to doing this sort of wave of the future, you kind of have to invest in it. Now, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Tabari Snoop Wallace is with us here. Uh, we could go on about that for a whole other show. What I wanted to ask, I wanted to kind of get on a little happier note here. And, and the way you're being proactive is very positive and happy. I don't want to say it's not. But I, I want to get on a kind of a good, a feel-good with uh, any any ECU football memories, any Steve Logan story that you might care to share with us here.
3: Okay. Uh, Steve Logan. Uh, boy, my whole cohort, Marvin Berg, Jason Nichols, Lash Shannon, Carlos Brown, Travis Darden. I mean, EJ Gunthrow, Mofo, I mean, all of us that was in those classes when Steve Logan got there and what he did from 91, really, all the way on to 2000, I think he left in what, 2002? Somewhere yeah.
0: there.
3: We're mm-hmm. um, really forgotten era. I mean, if you think about it, you haven't, the radio's been good to us. Y'all remember the good old days. It were a good day. It was good days, you know, when we were balling. Um, and I remember the Miami game. I remember the state games we played. They just couldn't seem to beat us. We were called the Giant Killers. I remember getting that interception at the end of the Miami game to pretty much steal it. Um I remember when we were down in uh, Charlotte, and, uh, you know, we played one heck of a game down there. It was cold, and we brought all those fans from Greenville. I mean, we packed the place down there. Um, and then the Panthers, we tore the field up, and the Panthers had to come on and play the next day on that messed up field. They were pretty mad about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But Steve Logan, man, I mean, I've got have got a hundred of them with him. I mean, he's something else. He used to, when he gets up, he scream at the top of his voice, Snoopy! Come, <laughs> Come here! Come here! And then, you know, we get we'll walk over there like, oh, we're about to get it. Oh, God, here we go. He's like, son, do you know I will run through hell with gasoline shorts on for you? I would. I'd do anything <laughs> for you. But, son, you'll die a young man before you ever get beat. Do you understand that? Now, you fast, but you keep putting yourself in a situation that one day somebody's going to get you. Well, I'm glad that God blessed me that nobody ever got me. I'm just going to tell you, no know, ball ever went over my head while I was playing for the Pirates. Um, but uh, those are the kind of things. Uh, Coach Logan was a, a man's man. Um, he was a misunderstood man. His players understood him, and his players respected him, and the coaches as well. And, you know, we just feel saddened that for some reason, um, when it comes to celebrating ECU Dynasty that we rarely see, and maybe I'm missing it, maybe I'm looking at the wrong channel, but we rarely see that era. You know, the Liberty Bowl, the furniture, the GMAC furniture bowl. Um, yeah. The Liberty Bowl twice, really. Uh, we got skipped over in 96. Everybody in the country knew we was supposed to be in a bowl game, and they cheated us out of that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, we yeah. beat,
3: like, six ranked teams, and then, you know, we well, were giant killers that year. Nobody gave us a bowl, so... I
1: mean, they just—they that, just, that, that was the real turning era that got ECU into the conference. I mean, I think that was the drive there to, we've got to get in conference USA. We've got to get into where you're going to bowl games with tie-ins because if not, you'll get totally overlooked. Cause you're right. That team was a top 25 team. If I'm not mistaken, maybe at the end of the year, was, pretty darn close and should yep. have been in some kind of postseason bowl game. So, you
3: yeah, um, we beat a lot of teams that year.
1: Yeah. That was a heck of a year. It really was. And uh, one of my favorite uh, years of, of all the years I've been uh, involved with ECU football was that uh, team in 96. Uh, Snoop, it's great to talk to you. And uh, congratulations on uh, this uh, uh, viral video. And uh, congratulations on uh, what has been a very uh, a sterling career in education. And uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch with you. And, uh, we'll, uh, try to get some things going to make sure we can get everybody back at school on time this year. All
3: right. Let's make it happen. You know, I'm here anytime, boss, man. Have me on. Anytime. All right.
1: Thank you, Snoop. Appreciate it.
3: Okay. Take care. Go pop.
1: All right. There he goes. Snoop Wallace, uh, there. That was great. All right. Uh, a quick timeout. We'll come back and, uh, wrap things up. Tell you about tomorrow here on the Patrick Johnson show.
0: Like us on Twitter at 94.3 The Game for breaking sports news, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. The Patrick Johnson Show. He's the perfect stud muffin. He's a menace to society. Every weekday at 5 on 94.3 The Game.
1: I forgot to uh, mention a little earlier, I guess uh, ESPN has struck a deal with the uh, Korean baseball organization basically a uh, professional baseball and career where they're playing without crowds and sometimes sooner you're going to have games every day on uh, the worldwide leader don't know if that's quite worth the fee that you're paying cable carriers and satellite providers to have live sports but it's better than nothing i guess
2: i don't think that was quite what people were looking
1: for no 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 uh great to have snoop wallace on he was fantastic wasn't he that's a heck of a story and uh you know I, what he's facing uh, there as far as getting kids back and access to broadband I mean, it's just that's not just his school and his school district i mean it's here in Pitt county it's everywhere uh tomorrow looking forward to having jordan williams on former ecu pirate and the top pick in the uh, cfl draft last week He'll be with us tomorrow, hope you will, on the Patrick Johnson Show. For Ben Byram, the P-Man, wishing you a good night.